Back in this Wednesday, and with so much open again, restaurants, stores, shops, if you're feeling the urge to splurge, some tips on how to keep you out of a monetary mess coming up with our good friend, money expert, Kelly Keene. That's on the way inside the next 10 minutes. But first, if you want to get into those uh, restaurants or uh, shops in Quebec, well, you're going to need a vaccine passport. Big announcement yesterday, and for more on that, joining us now is Dr. Matthew Outen, infectious diseases doc at the Jewish General Hospital in Montreal. He joins us now here on Global News Radio. Dr. Outen, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Jeff. Pleasure having you back with us. Uh, This is set to roll out September the 1st. Can you explain for us exactly how this Quebec vaccine passport is going to work? So it's going to be uh, using a dedicated app uh, that will display that you have received the full uh, series of an approved vaccine uh, here in Canada. And if you don't have a smartphone, uh, smartphone, excuse me, there is a paper version that will also be made available. And I'll correct something minor that you said. You said this would be for restaurants and shops. And actually, the way it's initially coming out, it's going to be for restaurants, for theaters, for large public events and not for individual retail stores. Uh, They made that point uh, clear in the press conference yesterday. So it's really intended only for, I guess you would call, non-essential services. And that, I think, is a... Uh, I think that's a a solid idea because by doing so, you certainly avoid some of the potential concerns about limiting access of uh, important services to people who, for a variety of reasons, some of them, you know, systemic access, et cetera, haven't been able to get it uh, yet. But in this case, if you're limiting it only to non-essential things like going out to eat, then to me, this is an attempt to try to negotiate the interplay between the individual right to self-determination as well as the collective right to try to reasonably avoid uh, uh, preventable disease like COVID-19. All right. Appreciate that important clarification. And furthermore, how is this being, uh, since it's been rolled out uh, late yesterday afternoon, how's it being received in your province? So it's uh, it's been a mix of things. I think there's uh, uh, there's certainly been some uh, voiced support from some uh, uh, business owners who I think want to have uh, a, a relatively predictable way to stay open and not to suddenly have to close down in, in the way that we saw happen throughout the last year. Uh, there certainly are some people who have a variety of different concerns. There's already been an announcement there's going to be some uh, manifestation like a rally against this, I believe, uh, uh, coming up this weekend, as you're probably, uh, and you and your listeners are probably familiar, there have been protests against various uh, measures like masks and so forth uh, uh, here in Quebec, uh, particularly in Montreal, uh, over uh, the course of the pandemic. So I would imagine this would be the same, uh, largely the same group of people who will be protesting this measure as well. All right. And is that over also some privacy concerns, since this is a largely based on a uh, phone app and people become somewhat wary about their uh, privacy when it comes to uh, smartphones and, you know, online? I mean, you raise a good point. Privacy is, of course, really important. My understanding, and again, I'm, you know, infectious disease uh, specialist. I'm not an uh, information uh, technology specialist. But my understanding is that the plan for this is uh, to be based on scanning an app but it's on a system that once that uh, app is scanned, then 
the information does not go anywhere else, which I think is a very good idea because that then should abrogate the concerns about uh, privacy. Okay, and tell us as an infectious disease doctor just how you know important it is to get out in front of what is the uh, fourth wave. We've got so many doctors now saying that uh, we're actually at the beginning, the start of a, a fourth wave, and just how critical is it to uh, do something such as a vaccination passport uh, now and not wait? So I think you mentioned uh, in the prelude to this piece, uh, talking about how uh, uh, there's a, uh, uh, this is in a push towards getting uh, uh, increased participation in, uh, uh, in people who haven't yet uh, been vaccinated. Not the, uh, Quebec's not the first place that has uh, uh, done this, right? Uh, this is somewhat based on uh, what's happened in France. And interestingly, literally, uh, both in France and Quebec, the moment that such a passport was announced, the following day, there was a substantial increase. Here in Quebec, it was roughly a doubling of the number of uh, uh, vaccine appointments that were booked the day after this was announced. And this is actually pretty important. If you look at the vaccination uptake in Quebec right now, there's roughly 84% of the vaccinatable population, people of age 12 and above, who have had at least their first dose. If you look at uh, both doses, then you're talking about 70%. So you have that, uh, that difference of 14%. And to me, the vaccine passport is partly to get the people who got the first dose but maybe have been putting off the second dose to go out and get that now. It may also persuade some people who never got the first dose to go and get that now. And this really is, even though 84% sounds pretty good, I mean, you know, in most schools that will at least be considered a solid A. Sure. When it comes to Delta, we're really looking to try to get even higher than that 84%. You know, there's a reasonable expectation for something as transmissible as Delta. You might want to get upwards of 90%. So every little bit towards that higher uh, threshold uh, counts. I'm not going to say that passports are the one and only thing that should be done. They're clearly not. You have to couple this with uh, uh, good accessibility of vaccination. You have to be able to get vaccines out to where people are because sometimes people are limited by mobility, for example. But passports to convince people, you know what, if you want to have an easy time, if you want to go out and enjoy some of life's pleasures, like having a supper in a restaurant, then this is one of the means that I think will get a decent proportion of the remaining unvaccinated population uh, to do it, and that will serve the collective interest uh, by making it harder and harder for a Delta to have sustained transmission in the population. Yeah, what is your take as a doctor, as a healthcare uh, professional, uh, watching this unfold in the province of Quebec over the last uh, year plus, uh, year and a half? Because the Quebec government really has been fairly progressive and aggressive when it comes to uh, tackling uh, COVID, certainly more than a lot of provincial governments in the country. And I'm thinking about some controversial moves like uh, the, the curfew, now this vaccine uh, passport. What do you make just as a healthcare professional of these really definitive actions that have been made by the uh, government and uh, health officials? I think when it comes to something like passports, uh, you know, I think it's always going to be a measure that comes with some controversy. But I think when you have a vaccine that is as highly effective, especially against preventing severe disease as what we have with COVID-19, and you really have that tension of the, between the individual rights and the collective rights, and there has to be some recognition that this is not an all or nothing thing. Like people's decision individually to not get the vaccine 
does actually have an impact on the community, just like people's decision to go get the vaccine also carries with it a benefit to the community. So this is the the passports are a way of trying to, I guess, make that collective impact uh, noticeable to people to make sure that when they make that decision that they're making it realizing some of the consequences. So I'm certainly in favor of a measure like uh, like the passports. I wouldn't say that uh, Quebec has a perfect track record. You know, I'm thinking as a very good example of the huge impact that the uh, disease had, especially in the uh, early months in the first couple of waves in our CHSLDs, our long-term care facilities, right? There is a clear example. We had a very vulnerable population and there were a lot of things that could have been done faster or better to reduce the impact on that uh, on that very vulnerable population. So there's there's always room for improvement, and I'm really hoping that we're going to see recognition of how important it is to uh, to try to uh, improve systems to avoid these problems from happening again. Do you expect or would you recommend uh, other provinces such as ours here in Ontario? I know our premier has come out against vaccine uh, passports saying basically the receipt you get with your vaccines is proof enough that you've uh, had it. But would you encourage other provinces, jurisdictions and other governments to, to look at this as a way to really kind of stem that fourth wave? I certainly would. I would encourage both provincial governments and our federal government to look at this. Uh, very often, I would say one of the characteristic challenges that has recurred over and over during this pandemic has been this uh, discrepancy in different approaches, different uh, definitions, different uh, practices across the different provinces, which has made it, I think, very difficult to get a solid picture of how the disease has affected the the entire country. So I would hope that our uh, federal government is trying to harmonize approaches, trying to harmonize definitions, best practices, and vaccine passports, uh, both for uh, internal domestic use, as well as for external uh, international use, uh, travel, for example. There's certainly a role that I think uh, could be very important for the federal government to, uh, to play if it chooses to invest the political will in doing so. All right, just uh, finally, uh, you mentioned uh, travelers, and we should mention to our audience that if they are thinking about traveling to the province of uh, Quebec, you will be required to uh, download this app, correct? As far as I understand, that is, uh, that is correct, yes. All right. Dr. Outen, really appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me on, Jeff. You bet. Dr. Matthew Outen, infectious diseases doc at the Jewish General Hospital in Montreal. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.